Good morning, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quite a few people joining here. Camille, Chi, May, Keith Possilway, Robert Smith, Brian Zionowitz, Alex Hernandez, Stacy Miller, Eugene, hallelujah, Jamie, Janie, Millie Sides, amen, John Gooden, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Joe Roberts. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, amen. One Father, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just wait another minute or so. Today is September the 8th, 2019. And my name is Brother Joseph. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whew. The word's going to be powerful today, amen. Still talking about the we are, amen. The fully matured sons of God, daughters of God, amen. Praise God. <clears throat> I trust everyone's doing well. Hallelujah in the Lord. Amen. Maintaining your soul. Amen. Oof. That soul man rises up fast. But thank God as Jesus said, um, Satan cometh and finds nothing in me. Amen. When you're a dead man, glory to God, nothing nothing can get to you. Nothing agitates you. Nothing irritates you. And that's how you know your soul is, is alive, if you will. In other words, uh, animated. Because things start getting to you, that means you don't have oversight of the soul at that moment. <clears throat> In other words, let's go to the woodshed. In other words, let's get that soul dealt with. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So it's 9.05 now. We're going to pray. Praise God. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you, Lord God. I thank you for this tremendous opportunity, Lord God, to stand before you, Father God, stand before the people, Father God, bringing them the words of life. Amen. Jesus, you said it is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. I believe your word, glory to God. I believe that these words are spirit, amen, and life. Numa and Zoe, glory to God. Ministering life to the people, glory to God. For in him was life, and the life was the light. That light is our revelation, it's our comprehension, it's our understanding, glory to God. We need you, Lord God, in this hour. This nation needs you, Father God. Our brothers and sisters, our relatives, our friends, Father God, they need you, Father God. And may we grow up, Father God, <clears throat> mature sons and daughters of God, Father God, the we us of God, amen. Coming to that place where, as your word says, where your word says that, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. That's our desire, Father God, to grow up and mature, Father God. For we know that all creation groans and travails together in pain. And that they're waiting for the manifestation, the unveiling of the sons of God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father God, for your precious Holy Spirit that works with our hearts, that quickens us according to your word, Father, for your word is truth. Amen. And when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, glory to God. He will not speak of himself, glory to God. Whatsoever I have said to him, that's what he's going to show us, amen. That's what you're going to show us, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father. For those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future, Father God, I bless you, Lord God. I bless every one of these individuals watching the broadcast, amen. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Whatever is blessed is blessed, and it cannot be cursed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father, for this wonderful opportunity. We bless you and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Brother Martin, amen. Well, today we're going to get into the Word again, and uh, we're going to be on the outline. Let me post that outline again for those that have not seen it and want to see it. Um, <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see here. There it is right here. Where's that? All right, so there's the outline, and we're starting with the section E now. And uh, this section is called, Who Will Our Father Give His Work To? Now, it's important to understand, is, right, is that, you know, mankind goes through, goes through life trying to understand their purpose. This is why our societies and our nation and our world is full of, of everything else that's perverted because they don't understand their purpose. They don't understand their identity. They don't understand that they were created by God, amen, and that God is the only one that can bring direction to our lives and teach us and show us what we are in life and the work that we should be doing in the kingdom of God and how we should be representing him in the world everywhere we go, right? And this is the issue is that they don't have an identity. They don't know where to identify to. So <clears throat> as a son or daughter of God, right, when when you're growing up as a, as a young man or a young woman, right, and you don't have a father in your life, there's a missing, a major missing element. And that element, is that what that provides is that the father provides significance. He makes you understand who you are in him, right? And whatever he is in you, glory to God, to God be the glory, amen? If you're an apostle, if you're a prophet, if you're an evangelist, shepherd, teacher, if you got charisma of teacher, charisma of ruler, prof, uh, charisma of prophecy, serveth, giveth, showeth mercy, Whatever the graces and whatever the anointings are in your life, they've been given to you by the Lord, amen? And those are the things that you should be acknowledging. But if you do not know your maker, amen, then how are you going to understand your purpose, right? How do we understand anything and its purpose, any product, any, any, anything that we've made, the society's made, you know, people that create things and so on, the, the software, how do you know? You go back to the ones who made it, right? You go back to your creator. In this case, how do how do I know my part, Lord? What is my part? You go back to your creator. You start asking him. Seek him, knocking. Seek, amen. Seek him and you'll find him. And he's not, like I said, he wants to, you to understand what your part is in this earth. This thing about, you know, being born again so that you can have eternal life, it's not, it wasn't about someday I'm going to be living forever. I'm never going to die. No. It was about that you were going to be able to express his life eternally. Zoe is the word life. Eternal life is the word Zoe, life. And that Zoe means the life of God. Every day in your life, being able to come before the Father, being able to worship him, pray to him, being able to get in the word and the Holy Ghost reveals things to you. This daily activity, amen, that we live and serve now. In him we live and move and have our being in the spirit now. That's what he was trying to tell us is that this eternal life is for you forever. And in that place where you come before your father and you you acknowledge the graces in your life, the gifts, the calling, selections, anointings, what you are in the Lord, you acknowledge that. He begins to reveal these to you. He begins to let you understand how you operate, right? He is... He is uh, Differences of operations, right? We all operate differently. 
And 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 we when we do learn to um, these operations in your life of what God has put there, right? What Jesus has given you by the Holy by, by when He ascended, He gave gifts unto men. What the Holy Ghost has given us when He descended, Amen. These are callings, selections, anointings. They're without repentance. You are what you are. God made you this way from the very beginning. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he says he already knew you. Everything about you was written in his book, man. <clears throat> and so what am I saying is, is that you want to understand your part. You want to understand the work that God has given you, son or daughter of God. I'll tell you this. It's not going to be given to you as an apios, which is no speech, right? Infant, babe. It's not going to be given to you as a potion, right? You're still making a lot of messes. You're growing up. You're a little man. You're cute. Right? You understand? It's not going to be given to you as a technon. And as a technon, you begin to understand these graces and the liberty that you have in the Lord. You begin to understand your freedoms in the Lord. But you still lack maturity. But as a we ask, Lord, and God, as you start coming into that maturity, He begins to bring clarity to these areas in your life. And then, as the Word says that the Holy Ghost leads us to Jesus. Jesus leads us to the Father. And what do you think? Why do you think you're being led to the Father? Because the Father is the one that you now understand why you were created. He begins to bring, bring to you your sense of purpose. Amen? He begins to help you understand what this is all about in you. And what he made you to be. So... The purpose of God, right, in our lives, right? Why, why did you make me, Father? What's my purpose? And, and the thing is, is that because society doesn't understand that, they try to find it in some other thing. I remember growing up, right? I tried the cowboy scene. I tried the lowrider scene. <laughs> I tried the country scene. What I'm saying is I didn't have identity, so I didn't know where I should relate, you know? Young kids, they get involved in gangs, young men and women, they don't understand their purpose. They're trying to find identity. Obviously, they didn't find it at home or they wouldn't be out there getting involved in a gang, etc. And, <clears throat> you know, you think you're a woman, you're a man, you think you're a man, you're a woman. You don't understand identity. You don't understand who your father is and what he made you to be. And you're never going to see that unless you get born again. Now, I want to go to that in John chapter 3. All right? A couple things, quite a few things here. We're talking about the way of God and understanding our purpose. And the first, the order of first things, you, you must be born again. <clears throat> John chapter 3, start on verse 2. The same came to Jesus by night, talking about Nicodemus, and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. All right? One thing you begin to understand in your walk with the Lord as a son of God or daughter of God that's going into maturity, that's coming into your weos, if you will, a son of God. First of all, you value that above everything else in the world. That's why a weos is dead to themselves. They, they're not getting irritated, they're not getting agitated. They, they die to themselves daily. And when they come to that situation where their soul is getting agitated, they take them back to the woodshed. In other words, deal with the soul, right? Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. 
you got to calm and quiet that soul, man, because he gets, once he gets irritated, he's out there, he's leading, your spirit man's not leading, right? Because the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You see, you're not, un you're not bound by the carnal. You're not bound by your soul, man. You're living after the spirit, right? As it says in Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life, Zoe, in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. You're free from the law of sin and death when you're walking after the spirit. Obviously, not if you're walking after your soul, the carnal man, etc. So he said no man can do these miracles. Well, he was acknowledging some things about this we ask Jesus Christ, right? Our Lord and Savior. He's not only the Savior, he's the Lord. And uh, no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. The word with is the Greek word meta, M-E-T-A. If you're involved in technology for any period of time, you understand metadata, right? Meta, meta means near or close to, associated. And so he was acknowledging about this weas, Jesus Christ, right? The only begotten weas of God. That I know that you're of God because... These miracles that you're doing, they couldn't be accomplished if you weren't with God, if you weren't near to God, if you weren't close to God, right? If you didn't know your father, these miracles wouldn't be a part of your life. If you didn't know the one that created us, that originated us, right? The father, the progenitor. If you didn't understand that, you wouldn't know who I am. But I know that you're of God because God is with you. I know that I can pray. I can ask brother so-and-so, brother, brother Joseph, brother whoever, to pray for me. And I know God's going to hear that person in that behalf of that prayer for me because God is with him. I had a situation happen at work in my place of employment. And there was a, a man, a young man that I work with. And uh, he was not feeling well. And he had to leave, and I said, can I pray for you? Well, I prayed for that young man. And there was such a release of force, of power of God into that man. Amen. And, uh, you know, he told me the next day he felt so much better, right? And uh, I'm saying that no man can do these miracles. You're not going to walk after the Spirit. You're not going to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. You're not going to understand what the Spirit is trying to tell you son or daughter of God, unless you're with him. Meta, the father. <laughs> but Jesus said in John chapter 3, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be geneoed, is the word there, generated again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What am I talking about there, right? Well, your spirit, man, has to be born again. It has to get that breath of life, just like in the very beginning when Adam God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I appreciate the Holy Spirit because what he showed me there is that when he breathed that breath, it was the Spirit of God, right? And he brought life to the soul from his spirit, God's spirit. In other words, that breath brought life to the soul. It's the same thing with us now is that God doesn't want us to get our inspiration from the cosmos or from the world system. 
You see, he wants that inspiration to come out of your spirit and bring life to that soul. Bring a direction to soul. Bring a decision to the soul. Bring a direction. Bring life. Bring healing. Bring, bring virtue to the people. It comes out of your spirit, man. That soul, man, begins to understand what to do with that life. Minister that life. Teach that life. Bring order through that life. Bring dominion through that life. Bring the force of God through that life of God. Bring the dunamis of God through that life. Bring authority through that life. Authority is only in the spirit realm. and There is no authority in the soul. Adam and Eve had authority. Adam had authority, etc. Because they were being led of the spirit. But once that breath of God got pulled back because they made a choice outside of God, guess what? They lost the authority. The ability to have authority because they lost their spirit. At that point, they were separated from the Father. Man, what a bad situation, man. Every time today you step out on your own, guess what? There is no authority in your soul. You're moving, Joseph, outside of me, outside of my spirit. All right? Oh, man. Now, you must be born again, right? You cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he said in verse 4, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can this? How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Of course not. Right? Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of the water, natural birth, and of the spirit, spiritual birth, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You're never going to come into that place where you understand your part in the kingdom of God and you're walking in it unless you're born again. Now, verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. The natural man, me, when I was born a few years back. <laughs> right? Born of the flesh, but that which is born of the spirit, glory to God. When I was 18 years old, I got born again. Amen. Deleon, Texas is where I grew up as a young man. And there was a man that came to see me. He was from a Baptist church there, Mary Jo Dickey. She came and she kept giving me these tracts. I was working at the grocery store. She's giving me these little booklets. She says, Joseph, you need Jesus. I said, I don't understand what you're saying, Mary Jo. Miss Dickey, I mean, I'm a Catholic. You see, that's all I ever knew. She said, Joseph, you need Jesus. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, Miss Dickey. But praise God, through her persistence, glory to God, I begin to ask questions. Father, who are you in me? You understand? I begin to ask questions, and I said, Lord, what am I? Who am I? What is my purpose? And then a, a Baptist minister from one of the fellowships down there that was close to the high school where I was going to school at down there, he came to see me. He said, Joe, you think you're ready to receive Jesus? And I said, well, what about all this? And I had all these questions, right? What about drinking? What about music? What about smoking? Whatever, I don't remember. All these questions. He said, well, you know, you come to serve the Lord. If you love him, you're going to do his word. I mean, I don't remember everything they said to me, but we finally came to that place. He said, Joseph, you ready to receive Jesus? And I said, yes. And at that moment, I... I prayed, amen. I asked God to come into my heart. I acknowledged Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. I acknowledged his presence, amen. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but that's what I did. 
He came into my life, and glory to God. And from that time, I've never looked back, amen. <clears throat> and it always bothered me that I didn't understand why. Why isn't everybody involved with Jesus Christ? It's the best thing that happened to me, right? My father and mother forsook me. <clears throat> I didn't understand my purpose, obviously. I didn't understand who I was in the Lord. Obviously. Oh my God, I was I was in bad shape, amen. But as the scripture says, if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up, glory to God. And that's what happened. And now, many, many years later, glory to God, through the dealings of God and the work of God in my heart, the things that I've had to go through to learn obedience, just as Jesus did, he learned obedience, the scripture says, by the things he suffered. Well, what I've been through and what, I, what I've come into now is, uh, is I understand my part. However small it is, however simple it is, glory to God, that's what I'm doing, amen? Now, so he, he goes on now. He's talking, talking, talking. Now, we're going to get into... The way out here. We've all heard the scripture, right? John three sixteen, right? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna start with verse fourteen. John three fourteen. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the weas of man be lifted up. Jesus Christ must be resurrected. Jesus Christ must be exalted in your heart. He must be first. If anything else, anyone else is first, Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple. You must love me more than your father, your mother, your brother, your sister. Yea, even your own suke, your own soul. you got to love me more than you love yourself. Or you cannot be my disciple. You can't follow me, is what he was saying to him. Now, the we as a man must be lifted up. He must be exalted. It's the weas that won't, it's only the weas that will be exalted. Because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. He'll exalt you. He'll raise you up, amen, to that very summit of opulence and prosperity, right? Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. The exalted part, the law of resurrection, the law of life, the law of lift. You see, the only way you're going to be lifted is you humble yourself. Everywhere you go, in your job, in your home, in your fellowship, etc., where you fellowship, etc. So the Son of Man must be lifted up. That's the only way God brings resurrection is that you die to yourself and humble yourself. Now, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal Zoe. I talked about that early. Now, what's this? John three sixteen. For God the Father so loved the world that He gave His only begotten weas. The word world, world there is the word cosmos. He loved God so loved the cosmos that He gave His only begotten Son. In other words, to show love that He loves you, He's given you the weas, the Son. Hmm. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Zoe, again. Now the thing is, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for these are the sons of God. Peacemaker means is that God, you, 
are out there working with the people so that they're in peace with God. To bring them back to the Father. Synchronize them so that they're one, united, in purpose. The purpose of God. You see? And so, that place, amen, of being synchronized to the Father, you see, we're talking about if you believe in the weos, because the Son, the weos is only going to point you back to the Father. Jesus Christ, the weos of God, the apostles, Paul, Timothy, Silas, all these brothers, amen, always pointing them back to the Father. Right? That's what the weos does. For God sent not his weos into the cosmos to condemn the cosmos, but that the world, the cosmos, through him might be saved. Sozo. Saved here is the word to keep safe, to keep sound, to rescue from danger, destruction, to be at peace. Amen. You see, there is no peace outside of God. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Isaiah chapter 9. I think it's 6 and 7 there. In other words, the peace of God of being established back with the Father. Amen. It's the greatest thing that you could be and the greatest place that you can be at. Knowing that you're at peace with your father because that's where the significance is. That's where the value is. That's where the importance is. The we us always leads us back to the father. The work of God, amen. We're talking about the work of God. Now, God sent not his we us into the world. Same thing with you and me, brothers and sisters. God is not sending you, fully matured son or daughter of God, into the cosmos to condemn them, but to help them understand that if they believe on the one, Jesus Christ, and therefore he leads them back to the Father, they're going to have life everlasting, every day experiencing the life of God, the Zoe. Now, listen to this verse here. This is... Um, Luke chapter 9, verse 56. I thought this was interesting. For the weos of man is not come to destroy men's suke's souls, but to sozo them, save them, bring them back into unity with their Father, where they understand the purpose of God. Amen. And therefore they can flow with the Father. Now, that's precious because he didn't come to destroy our souls. Amen. In other words, he came to, to, to redeem us, to show us, to teach us, to understand, to help us understand where we're out of order, etc., 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 so that we can flow in the kingdom of God and be one with our Father. And come to that place where, as Jesus said, I only do the things that please my Father. The works are my Father's work. The word is my Father's word. The will is my Father's way. The word is my Father's way. Everything is the Father's. He originated it. Son of God, daughter of God. So now see, verse 16, God so loved the cosmos that he gave his only begotten weos, right? The only begotten there is the word monogene, and it means the only one of its kind. In other words, the Jesus Christ in you is the one that's being given to the world through you. Son of God, daughter of God. Hear that again. Jesus Christ, the monogene, the only begotten Son of God in you, is the one that's being given to the world through you, son or daughter of God. Do you understand that? 
you are being given back to the world. Not to condemn the world, as he said, but to save them, man. To disciple them, to train them, to teach them. To help them understand their part in the kingdom of God. Man. Mm. Mm. All right. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6. And we're talking about who is who will our Father give His work to, right? You want to come to that place where you understand who you are in the Lord, right? Obviously. Because you want to understand what where do I fit in? Where do, how do I apply the grace of God in my life, the strength of God? I want to do my part. Amen? And we should be wanting to. Now, <clears throat> verse 6. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, man that thou art mindful of him, or the weos of man that thou visitest him? Right? Now, this passage came from the book of Psalms, in Psalms chapter 8. And I want to show you this because I'm going to read this, this passage in Hebrews. With the context of understanding that when he's talking about angels, he's talking about himself, Elohim. Because in Romans chapter, I mean Psalms chapter 8, verse 5, well actually verse 4, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. That word angels is the Hebrew word Elohim. Elohim is the plurality of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim. Right? He made him lower than himself. In other words, in authority. Right? We are delegated authority in the earth. All of us are. Only God the Father is supreme authority. First, order of first things. And then it says, Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. In the spirit, not in the carnal or the soul. Thou hast made him to have dominion in the spirit over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet in authority. Because of who Jesus is in us and where he is. So consider that when we read this now. So, mindful of the weas. So, God was mindful of the weas. To remind, to be recalled, to return to one's mind. He was mindful. He was reminded of him. He thought about him, right? <clears throat> In Genesis chapter 1, where he says, the male and female created he them. The word male is the word zakar, the remembered species. So, God called him zakar to remember him. <clears throat> so, he was mindful of him here. Excuse me. Amen. Excuse me a second. All right. So God was mindful of him, amen. All right. That thou visitest him. The word visitest is the word epi skeptomaiae. Skeptomaiae. Epi is over. 
skipped my, in other words, to be skeptical, to look upon or after to inspect. You see, it's like when I go see my sons in their rooms, right? And I see things out of order. I begin to address them. Hey, 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 what about this, da, da, da. The same thing with our father, amen. Now, thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Verse 7. Madest him a little lower than the angels. The word made is elatu, to make lesser inferior in dignity. To be made lesser inferior in dignity. To lessen. So thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, but remember the angels here is Elohim, where it came from in the Psalms. You made him a little lower than yourself. You crowned him with glory and honor, and did set him over, listen to this, the works of thy hands. And that's what this section's called. Who is going to who is he going to set over his work? We also man. Verse 6. Thou art mindful of him, or the Son of Man, that thou visitest him. The weas of man is the one that's going to be put over his work. Not the napias, not the pation, not the technon, but the weas gets put over the work. The weas is the one that's full of zeal. It has a desire <clears throat> and the drive from the Father to get the work done. Amen? And it's the Father that acknowledges the Son. And vice versa, the son acknowledges the father. He understands his part. He understands what's been distributed to him. No man, as John says, John chapter 3, right? Let's see if I can find this one. Oh, sorry, I'm in Hebrews. John chapter 3. I love this verse, amen. Let's see here. Verse 27, and they, the disciples, verse 26, and they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizes, and all come to him. Right? John answered and said, unto, said a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. You see? The work that this man, Jesus, had the weos of God, came to him from the Father. No man can receive anything except it be given to him from above, the origination. Where did it come from? The Father. And it's the same thing today. If you're moving in God, if you're moving in the work of God and the purpose of God in your life, then you have received, distributed, you've been distributed to, from the Father. You understand? That's precious to me because that's the one that the, who's, who he's given his work to. He's sitting right here in Hebrews. Right? Well, the Son of Man that thou visitest him, and then he says in the latter part of verse 7, and it is set him over. Set is the word kat histami, to set or place down. Right? To place him down. I posted that video up on my on my on the Facebook there in the story, and it's about catistomy and what that means. And it's the place to put down, to constitute, man, to enjoin, amen, to place down, to designate permanently. Thou didst set him permanently over the works of thine hands. It's the wheels that get set down. He understands it's not about him and him getting the glory, him getting the honor, and whether he's right or wrong, whatever. 
All he wants to do is what the Father wants him to do. Amen? Now, you made him a little lower than Elohim. Elohim is where the passage came from. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels is actually the word Elohim in the Hebrew. And then thou hast put all things under the wheels. Verse 8. Look at that one. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. The word subjection is the word hupotasso. The reason that all things can be put under him because he's under authority. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. Hupotasso. Jesus, right? He was ministering in the synagogue. Scripture says that Jesus, that they were at a feast. Jesus was around 12 years old. Verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Glory to God. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. This is Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Starting with verse 40, now 42. And when he was 12 years old, note that, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child, Jesus, tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew it not. They didn't know that he stayed behind. Can you imagine? I remember when I was a young man, like I said, we grew up over there in Dillon, and we would go to Steamboat, one of these other cities, and we thought, you know, that was the best thing on earth. <laughs> this big city, right? Or Comanche or Brownwood or one of those cities down there. And, uh, it was the best thing, you know, going out there and knowing we were going to eat somewhere and just have fun with the family, right? All loading up in the car to go shop for groceries, you know, go buy groceries. And, uh, man, I can imagine if one of us would have stayed behind. <laughs> but the scripture says that, that they didn't even know that he was behind. He had been, he'd stayed behind. But they supposing him to have been in the company, in other words, with the rest of the uh, people that were with them, went a day's journey and they sought him among their kinsfolk and they and acquaintances. Alright? And they found him not. They returned back to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple. Three days later. Sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Can you imagine? When you come into that place and you're a technon, you've got some strength. You've got the word. Mostly knowledge because you haven't lived yet. <laughs> lived the word. And you will be able to hang with them and ask questions. And they ask questions of you, etc. <laughs> and when they saw them, they were amazed. Put out of their mind to strike, to blow. Just <sighs> and his mother said unto him, this word here, son, is the word technon. Technon. Why hast thou thus dealt, thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. We've been crying, looking for you, praying. Father, my son, I hope he's okay. You know, even now when my sons go out to these places around here and they're not at the house, boy, I'm thinking about them. Boy, I'm offering up praying for them. I'm thanking God for the angels of God because there's predators, right? Mm. 
And he said unto him, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And he understood not the saying which he spake. In other words, it wasn't time yet. You need to be here with us. You should have been with us from the beginning. And the scripture says in verse 51, He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject, hupo tasso, to arrange under subordinate, willingly submit yourself unto them. But his father kept, but his mother kept all these things in her heart, these rhemas in her heart. And look at verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. You see, when you come under authority, son of God, daughter of God, you're going to have authority. As the scripture says here, thou hast put hupotasso all things under him because he's under authority. This is why later on in John, when Jesus was baptized, the scripture records of Jesus, that the voice said, this is my beloved weos in whom I'm well pleased. Because he's been nothing but doing what his parents asked him to do. He goes around the city. He helps everybody. He's increasing in favor, in stature, in wisdom. Wisdom, stature, and favor. His character was being developed. It didn't matter what the situation was. His father, his father Joseph would say, son, I need you to go to Miss Smith's house. I need you to fix her door. It's, it's, it's not working properly. And yet it's raining outside. He didn't say, well, it's raining, Dad. I can't go out there in the rain. No, 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 no. He submitted with the right attitude, and he took off. He got the job done. He administrated. He managed the issue, right? He didn't whine about it and complain. Oh, I don't want to do that, da-da-da. He just went with it, man. For 18 years, doing what his parents asked him to do, working in the community, working in that area, and yet, and the scripture says the increase in wisdom, stature, and favor. You want the promotion of God, you want the favor of God in your life, and you must humble yourself and submit to authority. Hupotasso. And all things will be put under you. Now. Verse 6, Psalms 8, 6. You made him to have dominion over his works. You see, you're going to have dominion because it's been distributed to you. As I read earlier in John except to be given him from heaven. No man, right? Let's see here. <clears throat> Glory to God. Nothing, a man can receive nothing. Lombano is the word receive. Take in order to use with your hand. Take it. You can't take what's been not being given to you, in other words. It was distributed to him. Therefore, he could take it. Therefore, it was from the Father. It came from the Father. All right? Now, verse 9, Hebrews chapter 2, 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than Elohim as a man, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 10, now watch this. But it became him... For whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many weas unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. And guess what? You're going to learn obedience, as it teaches us in Hebrews chapter 5, by the things that you suffer. You're going to come under. You suffer. In other words, you, you put up with, if you will. Your boss tells you, I need you to mop the floor. Whatever you say, sir. I need you to peel the wax from this bathroom floor. 
with the razor blade. I had to do it. And you know, I was thinking about that when I used to work back there in Deleon at the grocery store there. I asked my friend, I said, what, what do I need to do to become a manager? And I was born again at that time. And uh, he said, well, just watch me and do what I do. And I did that. And shortly after that, I got promoted over another individual that was the brother of the manager. <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking about all this and the, other, the other day, just meditating on all this, and even how even back then the principle of submitting to authority applied. And I remember all the things that we had to do, right, all the things that I was willing to do, right, working outside in the rain, cleaning up these bathrooms, re-waxing the floors, doing whatever it took, man. And with urgency, you know, quick, man, obeying quickly. And I remember shortly after that, I got promoted, man. <laughs> Bringing many sons, many weas unto glory. In verse 10, perfect through suffering, the test, he passed them all. Every test that he, was, he encountered, he passed them. I can't say that about myself. But glory to God. Consistency, man. Constancy. Hupomene, right? Being patient. Consistent. Consistent, consistent, consistent. This is how you come into the glory of God. The purpose of God. This is how you excel. Doxa. In glory. Right? Value and worth and premium. Class, in other words. Classy. Mm. All the we as a man must fall into the ground and die. John chapter 12, verse 23. Let's take a look at that. John 12, 23. This was Jesus prophesying of himself, but also letting us know the pattern. Amen. So it says, that, verse 22, Philip cometh and telleth Andrew. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And what, what, what it was is that the Greeks are desiring to see you. Verse 20, the Greeks among them, they came up and worshiped at the feast. And they wanted to see Jesus. They wanted an audience. And look what Jesus said. And Jesus answered them, saying, See, up to this time, he was given to the lost sheep of Israel, right? He was ministering in Israel. Now, they're catching wind of it in other parts of the country there. Now, the Greeks want to know what's going on here. And he said, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. You want to be exalted? You want to be glorified? You want to be lifted up? Verily I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. What happens when that seed breaks in the ground? Farmers, it yields, right? It begins to bring forth after its kind. That's the only kind that it can bring forth. Corn, wheat, peanuts, cantaloupes, watermelon, right? Hay. Whatever that seed is, it's the only thing it can do is bring forth after its kind. So this corn of wheat must fall into the ground and die. Even so you, son or daughter of God, and me must die to ourselves and to our visions and to our dreams so that he, the Father, can begin to speak unto you and show you your visions and your dreams that are the Father's. He that loveth his suke, his soul shall lose it. And he that hateth his suke in this world Cosmos shall keep it unto Zoe eternal. See how I came to bless and, to, and to, how, how's that scripture going? I'm sorry, I've got to go back to it. That the world through him might be saved, right? 
He says, for the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's suitcase, but to save them. You see? Same thing here is that he came to save our soul by the word, the engrafted word, as we, as we understand. We'll get into that later, but so <clears throat> shall keep it unto Zoe eternal. So if you hate your suke, your soul, your visions, your dreams, your purposes, your desires of what you came up with, and you're willing to give it up for him, guess what? He's going to humble you and begin to bring you into his purpose for you. Originated from God, origin. So, and he that hated this okay in this cosmos shall keep it unto Zoe eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Mm. Honor is the word timeo, to estimate, to fix a value on, to see you as valuable. In other words, now I can use you, Joseph. Now I can use you, sons and daughters, we us of God. Now I can put a value, a premium on you. Now I trust you. And that's the thing. You think that you're going to come into this and, and, and God doesn't trust you because you keep failing the tests? No way, man. You've got to submit and come under authority. And the value and the premium gets placed on your life because you constantly, consistently, hupomene, have laid it down, laid it down, laid it down. No man, Jesus Christ, can take my life from me, he said. No man can take my life from me except I give it. It's the same thing with us. You've got to give it up. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour. You've got to go through it, body of Christ. You can't ask God to take the pressure away when he's dealing with your soul. Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Now listen to this. And there came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by heard it and said that it thunders. Others said an angel spake to him. You see, you can't hear this voice of the Lordship of God, the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life if you're living for yourself. You can't do this warfare. You can't come into this part that God has for you unless you're dying to yourself daily. Jesus answered, and, you, and therefore you're going to be able to hear that voice. Jesus answered and said unto him, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this cosmos. Hmm. Now the prince of the world shall be cast out. Why? Because now that I'm getting ready to die and be resurrected, glory to God, now my people will be able to come into their place in me, and therefore they, in turn, will have authority, dominion over everything that's dualistic. And the prince will be cast out of the cosmos, out of your life. You're going to gain your inheritance, in other words, your part. And if I be lifted up, Jesus said, from the earth, I will draw all unto me. This said he, signifying what death he should die. Mm. The people answered him, we have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this we are sub man? Who is this we are sub man? They couldn't see it. They were carnal. Even so, you can't acknowledge the Lordship of Christ if you're being carnal in your life. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light the post with you. Walk while you have the light. 
Jesus is with us in spirit, amen. And while he's with us, we need to walk, we need to walk with that light. Lest darkness come upon you, and he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While we have the light, believe in the light, that we might be the weos, the fully matured sons of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Mm. But though he had done so many miracles, yet before them, yet they believed not on him. Mm. You see what's interesting about that? Nicodemus said, unless God is with him, Meta, close to him. How can a man do this work that you're doing unless God is close with you? And even though they knew Meta, God was close with him, many still would not believe and acknowledge the Lordship. And it's the same thing today, body of Christ. Same thing. The Lordship of Jesus Christ, the way of God, the word of God, the way of God, the will of God, the work of God. You're not going to come into that work unless you go the way. And the way is that he learned obedience by the things he suffered. He died to himself daily. Mm. Mm. Oh, goodness. But we as a man must fall into the ground and die. You and me, brothers and sisters, we've got to die to ourselves. Just like that corn of wheat. Amen. Mm. Now, verse 11. I love this scripture, Paul. Because the principle here is that both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified. Well, if the word Jesus said, sanctify them through thy word, thy word is truth. It's the word that separates us and sanctifies us unto the Lord. And that word, amen, that word is what separates us. So as that word is coming forth in out of my mouth, your spirit, man, by the Holy Ghost is quickening you and letting you see the kingdom of God and comprehend the way of God, etc. The word, the way, the will, the will, the word, the work, the way. I mean, the will, word, the way, the work. You see? Verse 11, for both he that sanctified, somebody's telling you these things, and therefore your heart is being separated unto the Lord, sanctified. Sanctified for the master's use. Make holy, amen. And they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I praise thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God gives me. Why does he give you the children? Because he knows you're going to father and train them, sons and daughters of God. He knows you're going to be nursing fathers and nursing mothers to the babies, even in Christ. Those that are born again and new. For as much then as he the, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had authority, I'm sorry, power, kratos, dominion over death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of bondage were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but took on him the nature of the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in him all in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and high, faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the people. For in that he himself suffered being tempted, he is able also to succor them that are tempted. And the word succor is to help, to bring aid to. 
Wow. Mm. Amen. And we ask a fully mature son destroys the power of the Kratos, the dominion of death. Why? Because he walks as a dead man. And he can teach others, amen, how to come into that place to be dead sons and daughters of God. Dead to themselves, in other words. Verse 17, where it talks about a faithful high priest. A weos is a faithful high priest and king after the order of Melchizedek toward God and the people. He preaches the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. Amen. He aids those that are tempted to test objectively, that is, endeavor, scrutinize, enticed, and discipline. He helps us in these times. Amen. He grows us up. And then verse 1, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, look at this one. Now remember, they didn't write in chapter and verse, right? So we're looking at Hebrews chapter 2, and then it goes on into Hebrews chapter 3. At the end, 3-1 now. Wherefore, because of all this, because your sons and daughters of God, because he desired many to come into maturity, we also God, because of what Christ went through, because you are brothers and sisters, because you're being sanctified, because you're starting to understand your purpose, because you're coming into the work of God, fully matured sons and daughters of God. Wherefore, because holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our homologia profession, Jesus Christ. Consider Jesus Christ. Look at what he went through. Consider, man. To perceive, to remark, to observe, to understand what Jesus went through. Because guess what? You're going to have to go the same way in the same pattern. And consistently, right? Of our homologia. You've got to speak the same as the word. That's what profession means there. Homologia. It's also the word translated the word confession. You speak the same as another. The other is the word. The another is the word. Amen? All right. Where are we at here? Wow. Well, uh... Let me, yeah, I got a few more minutes. So we're going to go through these real quick here. 1 Corinthians 15, 28. All right? The spiritual versus the natural of a we house, a son. 1 Corinthians 15, 28. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, all right? Hupotasso unto him. Then shall the weas also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all and in all. Isn't that interesting that even though all things are submitted unto Jesus Christ, he gave it back to the Father? He subjected it back to the Father, unto him that put all things under him. That's what a weas does, man. He's not looking for the glory, amen. He's looking to glorify the Father. John 8, 19, he imitates the Father. John 8, 19. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know him, know me, nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. Same thing today, man. The carnal man can't understand the father. They can't understand those that are being sent from the father because they're carnal. Galatians 4, 7 is no longer a servant 
Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but as we are. And if a we are, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them by the nature that are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather known of God, hear that? You've been estimated a value on now because you've come into some maturity and some strength. Are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? Obviously, we don't want to turn back, amen, from what we have in the Lord. Hebrews 12, 5 through 8, I'm not going to read all that, but it talks about that uh, no chastening for the present seems to be glorious, but afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. But every one of these places where he starts this in Hebrews 5, 12, 8, 12, 5, I'm sorry. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto weas. My weas, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him. You see, the weas understands authority and understands when he's being corrected. And he won't forget the exhortation. But guess what? If you're a Napions, Padion, Technon, you forget. We ask keeps it close and tight for you, but he knows what it means to be corrected. He knows he's being visited by the Father, the way of God. And every time it uses that word for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every we ask whom he receives. You see, if God receives you, all right, if God receives you, it means to take upon close to himself, to accept near, to admit you, right? Guess what? You're going to get looked at. You're going to be inspected by your glass. You see? So if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with the wheels. And it goes on talking about what is, what is he that doesn't get corrected. He's a bastard. A bastard in the natural means of a son or daughter that didn't grow up with the father. And already by principle, we all know the situation when they do grow up without their fathers. And I'm not just saying one that's around them. I'm saying one that's working with the sons and daughters, right? Father. We already know that if they're not, they don't have that in their lives, they're going to be huge problems in society until they come to know the Heavenly Father or their father comes to know the Father. Someone in their lives comes, gets back to knowing the Father. Hebrews chapter 5, 8, he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. Even so, you and daughter, you and me are going to learn by the things that we have to put up with. He submitted to parental authority. Luke 2, 51, we read that earlier. They deny themselves. Let's take a look at that. Matthew 26, 53. You must deny yourselves. Amen. Matthew 26, 53 and 54. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray unto my Father, and my Father will give me more than 12 legions of angels? Mm. But how then shall the scripture be fulfilled that thus it must, thus, that thus it must be? Luke 9, 23. That must have been a typo because I don't, I don't even know how to relate right now. <laughs> Verse 23. And he said unto them all, If any man 
or come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his suke shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his soul for my sake, the same shall find it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul himself, or what, or and be cast away? You see? You're not going to gain anything if you're trying to save it up yourself, do it yourself, etc. You're going to be in darkness, as Jesus said, because you're not following me. John 14.10, his words are not his own. He does his... 14.10, John 14.10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The rhemas that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So the word is the Father's. The work is the Father's. He doesn't do his own work. He does the Father's work. He's patient. James 1.4. Mm. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In other words, mature. You're walking in maturity, therefore you're walking in constancy. You're being consistent, faithful. Mm. Is temperate. First Corinthians nine, twenty-five. A lot of scriptures here, man. Every man that is that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. We're not looking for the glory that comes from the world, right? Our glory comes from our Father. Seeks God's will, Luke twenty two forty two. Seeks not his own will, John five thirty. He works with God, John five seventeen. They are led of the Spirit of God, Galatians three three. Look at that one. <clears throat> Romans eight fourteen and Galatians three three. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? You can't be perfected in the flesh. There's no point there. But you can in the spirit, amen. He therefore, verse 5, that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Well, we do it by faith, by being led of the spirit. For as many as are led of the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. They give to the poor. They bear much fruit, Jesus said. So give to the poor, Matthew 19, 20, and 22. Bear much fruit, John 15, 5, Galatians 5, 22 through 25, the fruit of the Spirit. They pray, Mark 1, 35, Luke 22, 39 through 41, Jesus prayed. They discern both good and evil, Hebrews 5, 14. They're children of light. Our fellowship is with the Father and with his weos, Jesus Christ. And guess what? They are the peacemakers. They're reconciling back to the Father. Amen. John, I'm going to read this last scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath him reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. We do the same thing. We reconcile unto the Father by Jesus Christ, the people, by Jesus Christ, and has given to us a ministry of reconciliation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for these are the weos of God, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the cosmos unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word, the logos of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, 
We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye glorified. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's who we are, body of Christ. We are the righteousness of God. And because of that, we can come into maturity in the kingdom of God and become sons and daughters of God in maturity and come into our place and our part and understanding the word, the way of God, the word of God, the will of God, and the work of God. Amen. Father, I thank you for this tremendous opportunity once again to come before your people, bringing them the words of life, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father. I thank you, Father God, that the entrance of your word gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. I thank you that when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. I thank you for guiding us, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, how you bring maturity to us, Father. I thank you for the word is revelation, transfiguration, manifestation, 30, 60, 100, the good, the accepted, perfect. I thank you, Lord God, to bring us into this and help us understand and comprehend. Help us, Lord God, to continuously pour over these words, pour over your, pour over our life, pour over us, pour over prayer, get into prayer, get into a relationship with you, Father God, and an intimate relationship with you, Father, for we, so that we might know you, Lord God, and represent you in this earth in all that we do. Thank you, Lord, for all the many that will be partaking of this message and this broadcast and those that will partake in the future, Father. We bless you, Father. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you. 